Headed down to Knoxville with a weekly load. You can smell a whiskey burning down Copperhead Road. Early this morning, ooh, he knocked upon my door. Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for your downloads. Thank you for your participation on the Facebook page. Thank you for sharing all that good music with us. We appreciate it as always. And also as always with me is Jason. What's going on, man? Um, Happy birthday to the podcast to you. One year, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was one year last Friday. So yeah, it's a year. It's cool. It's very cool to see that. Uh, it's uh, gone by fast. We've done an episode just about every week. And I gave a big thanks out to a lot of people have been involved it was a nice post on facebook is very very nice people very very cool to see that to to have that happen so thank you everybody for that thank you um what else is going on i'm freaking fantastic i'm very happy because of all this live music that's now happening and us getting to see and go to and you saw shows. I saw shows. Yeah. <laughs> our one of our favorite all-time bands. Yeah, has just played two shows in Nashville for the first time in eight years back together. And we're talking about the Black Crows. Yeah, you know, I was skeptical. I was as well. I feel like I'm no longer skeptical. I'm certainly not skeptical of Isaiah Mitchell on guitar. That right. dude gets after it, and I'd heard him playing Earthless. And I heard the stuff they did on Stern show when they re- announced mm-hmm. two years ago or whatever, but until they get there playing those shows, like Chris sounded great. Rich is always rich. Isaiah sounded good. The key, the keys player, which I can't remember his name. is good. Joel Robinow. Jo- yes. There you go. There you go. I man, like first two nights, fantastic. Some good, all the hits. I liked all the choices for the quote unquote, all the hits after the shake your money maker sets. Um, I don't know, man. What do you think? Uh, great interaction between Isaiah and Sven. Um, I like Joe Robinow, or if I'm don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. A lot of swagger. Uh, seems like he's a little more organ heavy, a little churchy. But you know, uh, Ed has left this earthly realm, and I don't think anybody misses oven mitts. So, you know, right. who else? You know, Slocum. Maybe some people might say, but. You know, I'm, I'm, he's got the Joe Robinow's got that swagger and, you know, he's doing a great job. Um, Chris has sounded great. Uh, more interaction between him and Rich, like I mentioned. It's brought backup singers back. When they, backup the last singers. couple of years they were playing, five years or so, I don't know if it was a money issue or what, but they quit having the backup singers and that detracts from their songs. 
you know, Sven and they can do some, but it's not the same. And they brought him back. And that is yeah. one of my favorite parts of the crew. It sounds so good. So much better. Right. Yeah. And we see Rich smiling on stage. So, uh, you know, I'm, if they had a many, if they had a Minneapolis date, I'm definitely going to go. Um, you know, I think our biggest hurdle for everybody is uh, it's not Gorman. You know, this guy, Brian Griffin, right. sounds like he's doing a good job. You know, he, uh, everybody loves Steve and Steve's an amazing right. Drummer. Yeah. That's the problem. Uh, Nothing against Brian Griffin. Right. And everybody else on stage seems to have a swagger. He looks a little bit out of place, but he's playing the parts and they sound good, you know, so. I mean, what do you expect from a cartoon right. dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's probably got it harder on stage than anybody just because of like, you know, I think, you know, and I said this uh, on that Black Crows 2021 tour Facebook group. Um, I think we've all been used to the guitar player just kind of revolving door kind of thing. Yeah, you know, of course. It's, you know, so many. Um, uh, and, for, and for me, especially, like, like I understand, you know, when Mark, you know, departed or was made to depart the first time and departed the second time. Well, or, Jeff you know, Cease lost and left, and then yeah, Mark came in, and you know, and Mark had very good reasons for leaving. You know, to you know, sure. guys got to you know, get together, get get himself together, save his life. That's much more important than being in a rock band. But I mean, since, you know, after he was gone the first time I knew of oddly freed, that made perfect sense to me. Uh, I knew of Luther before he came in and that right. made perfect sense to me. Um, you know, they got that magic again with Mark in 05, but you know, I, it, yeah, I'll be, you know, agree with everybody else. He is the guitar player of the black crows, but just from the history of, you know, him being there originally and then there in 05 and 06, and it hasn't been him since then, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not as uh, busted up about that as Gorman not being there. Um, so, and Isaiah is, a, is fire, like we're all saying, mm -hmm. you know, uh, once I can fully get past Gorman not being there, you know, oh, regardless, I'm still going to go in if they're in Minneapolis. So well, I you think... know, something big though, Brian, is like Gorman, Gorman's been there with the brothers the whole time. So right. to see somebody not play, except for a couple shows in, is it 05? I forget when it right. was, when there was some, but anyways, that's why it's weird. That's why this, the new drummer is going to have Brian Griffin, not from the family guy. Um, a lot it's going to take a long time to win people over because Gorman has been that guy for almost for 99.9 percent .9 of the Black Crows yeah and you know yeah, but I think people we can look at it simply like hey yeah I mean I'm sure we all know people that are divorced it's not like we go up to them and go hey how come yeah. you guys don't get back together again and, and you know chance. we don't you know as as rock music fans as music fans you know our our you know responsibility is to go to shows and enjoy it and and mm -hmm. buy records and it's not really for us to you know determine what you know the daily in and outs of a band should be who should be there who should sure. not be there we're not there every day we don't know you know all the finite details and whatever and i'm sure there were business things that were just kind of like irreconcilable divorce so you know i certainly wouldn't want you know, Steve to be forced back in there because of fans or whoever, if he's right. miserable or if they would be miserable with him, 
Well, he's got a good gig with Trigger. Oh, yeah. We've, we've and he's happy. To and, and, yeah, I mean, we spoke to him. He's happy. You know, he said he's good with what, what he's doing now. He doesn't miss And I pros. like Trigger Hippie. I don't want yeah. to Trigger Hippie go away. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, you know. I mean, but then again, I'm sure there's people that never saw any kind of post-Jerry version of the dead or... Sure. Heck, I think there's people that probably never saw the Stones after Mick Taylor left. I mean, I mean, you can, yep. you know, who knows? Maybe there's nobody that went to see ACDC after Bon Scott. Maybe there's people that never went to see Alice in Chains after Lane Staley. You know, there's just right. people like that. And, and that's fine, too, you know. So, sure. but uh, I think the band sounded great. And it just, they charmed me right out of my skepticism. And, and you know, I, yeah. I will see them and you're going to get to see them for sure. This, this August 3rd around. in Cincinnati, they'll have a couple weeks under their belt. And I can only imagine how much, how well everybody's going to be playing together right. after just right. the first two nights with where they're at, right. which is good. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and for sure. You, my friend, last Friday night saw a show. Well, I saw one show. um well there was a three bands yeah and i you know whatever i mean you were there for kicks i was there for kicks it was a great great rock rock and roll band you know they were you know we talk about them in the same vein that we talk about tesla and cinderella and you know a few others that you know got thrown into the hair metal bag just because it was that time and if you get a chance to see kicks go i mean go 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 i mean if you like the stones if you like the faces you know i mean I swear Steve Whiteman comes from the school of Mick Jagger, you know, I mean, and, and it's, it, you know, who can, you know, he probably can't help it is he's such a huge influence, but just a great, 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 great front man, great singer, 64 years old, just brings it in, in so great with the crowd and so awesome. And uh, I, you know, I wish they would have headlined, but the second time I got to see him, I saw him back in 2015 and, I'm glad uh, that I saw them. You know, that's yeah. the saving grace of that whole Well, you show. inspired me to listen to the Blow My Fuse record while I was mowing my lawn over the yeah. weekend. And I was very happy you reminded me to do that because that's a really good album. Right, right. Uh, word on the street is I'm going to be seeing the Stones October 24th in Minneapolis at uh, nice. First Bank Stadium, October 24th. We'll see. Um, very good, very good. So, I mean, uh, um a good segue and for some other stuff we got coming up here, but uh, them dirty roses is playing in Sioux Falls, August 27th. The next night, oh, they are next, so good live. The next night, uh, there's a big, uh, like a barbecue festival, uh, sister city smokeouts, cities being Fargo and Moorhead, and both uh, Whiskey Myers and and uh, Jamie Johnson are playing. So nice. I'm gonna see that, and then of course, Blackberry Smoke in September 3rd, and yes, and, and more than likely probably the stones uh on october 24th i'm just a little bit not quite fully decided because you know the seats are where we're pretty much going to be watching screens but it's the stones right so. it'll be it'll be i mean the stones are ageless timeless it'll right. be a good show um speaking of them dirty roses one of our andrew davis is one of our friends that's one of our bands we've adopted um i saw shows last weekend if you paid attention to any of our social media you saw a lot of posting. So Friday night, I saw Them Dirty Roses in Columbus, Ohio at the Woodlands Tavern. Uh, the guys from the band were nice enough, Brian, to do our first official road report from the show where I went before they performed and we, we recorded 10 or 15 minutes just chatting with all the members of the band to see how everything was going with their seating on the road as things open up a little bit more and, and what's going on. They put on a phenomenal show. 
I played a couple new songs. I dug it. They're definitely going in a little bit more of a rock versus country realm, but it's still them Dirty Roses. Andrew's an amazing player. Those guys are freaking awesome. And then on Saturday night, I saw two bands, two other bands we've had on the podcast play on the same night. So in uh, just south of Dayton, Ohio, I went and saw our buddies, the Georgia Thunderbolts, live for the first time and with Tyler Bryant in the shakedown and both those bands blew my mind. So love the Thunderbolts. It was great to see them in person. I got to chat and see everybody and talk with them. They were a very gracious host. And then Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, like they put on a fiery rock show. Like they, they did a couple more of their older traditional bluesy songs, but most of it was straight up rock. And I'm telling you what, man, uh, Tyler gave everybody a chance to shine. And the band is just amazing. They were freaking great. Yeah, and they've uh, they've got a different bass player this time around, and they do. From everything you said, the whole band was great. I'm sure he was great as well. So, and Tyler remembered us. I, you know, I saw him after the show and introduced myself, and he said, "Hey, did I t- I talked to you right?" And I'm like, "Yep, you talked to me us on the podcast." He was very complimentary. He was a super nice guy. I got a picture with him. Um, he complimented my wife's name. I said, "Hey, this is my wife Saskia," and he's like, "Oh, Saskia, that's a really great." Um, anyway. It was good to see both those bands live. Everybody was super cool. I got to meet the um, um, uh, the Thunderbolts fan group out there. You know, I met Carrie Gates in person, who's also been on our podcast, awesome. who helps out. And a lot of, they were super, super good people. Um, it was fantastic to see everybody. And I had a uh, great time. Um, and I think we're going to do the road trip report from the Dirty Roses right at the front end of this episode this time. We will. We? We're going to, you know, you guys are all going to get to hear that before uh, you get, uh, before we go into our guest. So I'm really, you know, and I haven't heard that yet. I'm looking forward to hearing it. And it's um, so uh, thank you so much for doing that. You know, I mean, that's, it's great. You know, our first real road report like that, it, you know, it's going to be awesome. I, know. I had to break in our mobile podcasting equipment that, <laughs> that we're going to use in Nashville. So it was right, a perfect right, opportunity. Right, right, yeah. Super easy to use and it worked just fine. Do we and have our guests this time? Go ahead. Do we have just uh, Andrew on there? Who do we have the whole band? No, we there? had the whole band. We had right all four of them. All four of them we sat in and chatted with and it was it was fun. They were they were having a good time and, and were very nice, nice enough to give me literally right up until they went out on stage. So it was fun. Right on, right on. Very cool. Very cool. We're all looking forward to that. Uh, you guys will enjoy that. Um, that leads into our guest this week. Yes, our guest this week is an artist uh, from California, uh, 77 Shakedown. We had uh, Theron. Theron? Theron. His name is Darren. Theron. Theron. I can't say names right. Uh, anyways, he came on to talk with us. I found about out through him through social media a little bit. He follows our podcast, has made a lot of nice comments. I've listened to his music. It's definitely Southern rock and blues. Um, you know, so he's a newer guy uh, to performing, started out a little later in life, but he, the music he performs is right, represents everything we like, Brian. Yeah. Uh, yeah what a great guy. You know, nice guy. very, very grounded, guy. great guy. Um, reading our minds uh, with his musical taste. He really. This sure. tends to happen. Um he like we were talking about earlier he really digs all the you know the bands that you know were during that hair band era but that weren't hair bands you know he digs right. tesla digs kicks 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 digs cinderella big time great uh, white all those guys right yeah 
yeah, you guys will enjoy this conversation um, as you know, we know you will and you enjoy all these conversations we do too. Um, so let's uh, get ready to uh, relax, grab yourself your favorite cold beverage or snack. You have to hear our first road report with them dirty roses and then you'll hear our guest this week theron from 77 shakedown Hey everybody, this is Jason from the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. I'm extremely happy to be back here at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio with one of our favorite bands, Them Dirty Roses. I got all four guys here. I have James, I have Andrew. What's going on, guys? I have Ben. And I have Frank. Frank Ford here. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Glad to be back, man. Well, I am glad to see you guys here playing the show. Um... A good crowd in Columbus. You guys oh, seem yeah. to have a little bit of a local following here. Like, what's the Columbus, Columbus crowd look for you guys? It's sweet, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last time we were here, yeah, it was like uh, limited seating because COVID and everything. But we, yeah, we sold it out. I think. Right? I yeah, was actually at that time. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew. Yeah. It was sold out. Andrew hooked my wife and I up with tickets. Although nice. we made we made nice. it up with buying merchandise yeah. from you guys. Yeah, yeah, we like spent it, more yeah. money in merch yeah. than we would have for tickets. <laughs> right. so. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you come to the show, you got to at least buy a T-shirt or something. That'd be cool. Cool. Absolutely. Price right there. Buy a shirt. Yeah, just buy us a t-shirt. You don't wash that ticket in the laundry anyway. Make it a shirt instead, man. Well, um, hey, you guys just dropped a new single um, for everybody here. And what's the name of the song? Yes, sir. Holy Roller. Holy Roller. And where are we going to be able to find Holy Roller to listen to oh, it? Oh, man, you can find it pretty much anywhere that music exists. Maybe not the record store yet, but uh, anywhere online that music exists, you can track it down. Yeah, yeah, go uh, follow us on Spotify for uh, updates because we'll be releasing more singles every every, uh, oh, yeah. every few weeks. Yeah, okay. It ain't stopping yeah. there. we got another one coming out, too, in a couple days. Eight days. Eight days. All right, so Ben and Frank, there's a countdown going on the Facebook page. What is that about? That's the next the next one. The that's next the, song. That's yeah, the end yeah. of the world, bro. That's <laughs> 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 uh, that's how many days we are sober, so it's just counting down. <laughs> For the next <laughs> single? Uh, it's the next single, man. And, uh, I won't tell you what it is just because you'll find out in eight days. But yeah, follow there's, it. There's a lot of new music coming out this uh, within the next couple months. And, and then just the next just year. And the, yeah, the whole year, man. We're putting out uh, another song I'm, we're pretty proud of. We, it's just the beginning, man. There's okay. a lot of music coming. Uh, music coming. New record? Are we thinking about a full record? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. You know, we've been... We've been planning this for so long, have so much music that eventually it's going to get to that point, you know, with the, all the singles. But I think that uh, we're going to tease everybody a little bit first and just drop it little by little. But eventually, I think you'll be able to put your hands on something physical and take it home with you. Yeah. Love it. That's great. Uh, so, you guys have been touring quite a lot. You know, last couple months, you've been on the road everywhere, south, midwest. Kind of, how's everything going on the road right now? It's going great on the road. Yeah. yeah. Busy. Well, you guys have a shitload of dates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we do. This, is, uh, this year was one of the first times that we actually 
left for like a four day run. We got an oil change before we left, and when we got back, we had to get another oil change. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how many miles. A lot of miles go. on the van. Yeah, yeah, Hell thousands, yeah. Man, new transmission. Yeah, new it's transmission in the in the fire truck. Yeah. But man, it's been we have we have dogged it this year already, man. That's only what. July. July, yeah, it's only. It's only She's hanging in. Hot now, now we go experience everybody else's hot. Well, yeah, you're getting out of Ohio at a good time because it's pretty hot and humid here, and hopefully you guys get off to better, better pastures. Um, what? How have the crowds been? With have they been really appreciative now with hearing live music and with all the COVID kind of shutdowns going away? Oh, yeah, for sure. It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody is just they got so sick of <laughs> you know not going out for whatever reason or another that they weren't, and so now that it's back, everybody is. Throwing down really hard. Yeah, <laughs> lots. You've so. got to be a good comedian. Everybody laugh. Everybody's just excited to see oh, yeah, and hear yeah. somebody in person. Yeah, yeah. I know. I and am. To drink music beer that family. they pay for at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but it's kind of gotten over it. Where we had like the glass on the tables and stuff like that surrounding everybody. But yeah, seems like everybody's coming around now to where it's it's okay to you know. Yeah, yeah. seated rock and roll shows are a little strange. So you guys have a really good following. I mean, you do have your own fan page. It's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But when you guys come here to Columbus, I know a lot of these people that came knew you guys, and they were buying you drinks. What were they buying you guys last time? Jameson, <laughs> you name it, you name it, and it was bought. For Every us. time I look, there's a new tray coming up to the oh, stage. Yeah. Is that normal for you guys, or is that just special oh, yeah. to Ohio? Normal, I was gonna yeah. say as much as I. Well, I hate to say it. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Okay. Yeah. We'll play with some of these other bands sometimes, and we'll get a war going on, like the opening band or whatever. We'll buy, like, the drummer a shot or something. She and then, yeah, we'll, we'll get him a couple shots, and then they just come up and return it tenfold. It's like every song, there's a new tray of shots, and you get into these little wars with them, just like, oh, no, we're going to make you drink more tonight. Yeah. We don't think ahead either, so we have, like, one bottle of water on the whole stage. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's like, really just because your throat's so dry, but then you end up six trays deep. And it's it's what we tell ourselves anyway. Why am I missing notes? I don't well, it's pretty. That. It's pretty hot in that room. You know, you guys better be drinking some water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And there's water in beer. There, there is water in beer, and if you're drinking Miller Lite, which some of you guys are, there's a lot of water in that oh, yeah. beer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not water in this whiskey in front of me, but yeah. yeah, no, there's no water in the whiskey, but uh, yeah. not yet anyway. We don't have the ice cubes back here yet. I don't know where they're at. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, guys, um, you've been on the road a little bit. I'm gonna go go person by person. I want you guys to tell me something cool that you guys have exhibited this time on this tour these last couple months. So. Um, we're going to start at the top. James, what, what, what's like one thing that stuck out with you being on tour here these last couple months? These last couple months, well, last night it was cool. Uh, we had, um, it was all ages shows. So there's these two uh, younger boys. They were probably what? Nine and ten. Yeah. Nine and ten, something like that, yeah. So the last song, we got, uh, we got one of them up and uh, he got to do his first uh, stage dive, crowd surf. Off did the they stage. catch him? <laughs> yeah, they actually did catch him. I was kind of worried about that, too. Uh, no, they were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, his dad was down there somewhere, so I know he wasn't going to drop him. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. but How tall was the stage? Uh, it was about pretty tall, too. Five, so was, six yeah. feet off okay, the ground. Okay, so higher like, than what we're here. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That was like a step. Yeah, he could, like, <laughs> people with their arms up just caught him pretty like level. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he actually got up, to experience man. the real thing. He loved it. That's a great. That's awesome. And you yeah. guess what? You guys have a new generation of fans. You're starting them early. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. went home and told mom, Fortnite's oh, yeah. not that cool anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want to pick up a guitar and play. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. 
a guitar. What's the guitar game on oh, the, yeah. the guitar, guitar Hero? Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's like, a start. He's like, hey, Mom, what's Jack Daniels? <laughs> we'll kind of try it. Uh, Andrew, how about you? What's something that stuck out to you being on the road here? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it's it's something every night, usually. We, there's always something wild going on. But uh, I think I'm going to go with the old classic. I'm just super happy to get back in like my van seat and be able to take naps in there again because I sleep better in that van seat than I do in my own bed. Like, There's just something about the way that the road rumbles and then occasionally sends you airborne. and then, you know, <laughs> But just the soft vibration of the road. You know, is I, it just, one of the drivers that does that or is it just random? Uh, no, oh, no, it's just the road. That's the federal government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's your... Uh, Don't get copy, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is, the highway services or yeah, some shit. There's anyway. no code on... Yeah, there can't be. Road. There really can't be. That's one of our biggest things. Like we bitch about all the time. It's like, who is doing these roads? <laughs> like, there's got to be some standard here. But hell no. There's Depending no on which state you're in, Michigan's yeah. really bad for the roads. Have yeah, you guys yeah. been to Michigan yeah, yet? There, oh yeah. man! Since you cross that dividing line in Michigan, it gets yeah. it gets dodgy. Yeah, <laughs> we have done that. We've been to the tip of Michigan before. Yeah. All right, Ben. How about you? Uh, I guess really the. There's there's so much flat land in Nebraska, dude, <laughs> like in South Dakota and out there. And we went out to the Badlands and fed some meerkats. Or before they meerkats, prairie yeah, prairie, prairie dogs, dogs, yeah, prairie dogs. Yeah, That's different than that. Limousine rats. Yeah, they were. They was cool though, man. We got went to this place and had some peanuts and fed these meerkats. Or gosh, my prairie dog. <laughs> what you do when you paint prairie dogs? They're like we fed them and stuff like that, and that was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, just getting a hike out there, and some places Waffle House closes at twelve. So I don't yeah, I don't understand that either. Weird times, but take it in small days. That seems like a crime to have a Waffle House not be open twenty four hours. It was one thirty or something. Yeah, they were closing down the Waffle Houses. I hurricanes don't even close down Waffle House. What the fuck are you guys doing this for? I will support anybody for president if they promise to keep the Waffle yeah. Houses open 24 I, I hours. That's I'm a great platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, FEMA has a Waffle House index, man. You see? They closed us down today. Yeah, dude, seriously. I don't know, I don't know what that is. I want my fucking hash brown bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we scattered, smothered, and covered. How are we, how are we doing the hash browns? All right. <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese hash brown bowl, man. That's the, one you guys, that's the classic for me. You young dudes can handle that. Like, a little, I got to be careful how no, we can't. Night does it. No, we can't. It's time to stop again, buddy. All right, Frank, what about you? What's kind of one thing that stuck out to you on this tour? Uh, we had a house show, I think it was like two weeks ago. It was uh, it was out in Fort Myers at the Fournier residence. Yeah. And it, we just shout like, out, Katie Sean. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to these people. Anyway, we show up, and like, I'm it's like I get there at 5.30, and I walk in. A.M. Let's, let's, let's make it a.m. 5.30 a.m. A.M., all right. It's a long drive out there to uh, Fort Myers, but it was worth it. And then, like, I walk in. He's passed out on the back of the couch with a paper towel in his mouth and blood just dried up all down his face from it just draining while he's passed out. <laughs> and then there's, like, a chair in the middle of the garage. I'm like, what happened to him? <laughs> oh, he passed out and his face planted and knocked <sighs> himself out on the garage. Fucking teeth through his lip and everything. Yeah, his lip. Brutal. Sean for partying the yeah. whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got right back Animal. to it. He didn't slow Dude, him down at all. Monster. 
Yeah. But we drank so much. And we we uh, celebrated the fourth and kind of ate open. so much food. I mean, it oh was man, like, we grilled so many animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the dogs there. Did you, did you do the Noah's Ark grill? Be two of every kind. Oh yeah, we did. We had <laughs> we two did like six of every now. kind. We did like the Noah's Ark if he was throwing a house party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. I mean, the yeah. wildlife that, population that, that, of Florida has, would definitely diminish <laughs> after we left. That was a good vacation slash show kind of thing. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it was yeah. nice, like, mid-tour, kind of a little break for a couple of days where yeah. you could just, all right, we don't really have to do that much. We're playing acoustic guitars tonight. That's Recharge fun. the batteries a yeah, little yeah. bit, well, get ready still, to get back after it. We still it. threw down. I don't know if we know how <laughs> yeah. to not do that, but... Yeah. Fun, well, it sounds like you guys are having a great time. And before we kind of close out this little bit of a tour report, I have one last question for you guys. Are we hearing anything new tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Actually, you'll hear stuff that's not even going to be on the record that's coming out. Or the like orig- original? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. got some stuff from, that's coming out two records from now. No so shit. Pro- yeah, yeah, we'll throw it in there tonight, I think. We, you playing that double neck tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. double neck. I only got yeah. one song on it so far. We're going to have to write some more uh, songs so that I can justify the cost of it. But, uh. <laughs> You're the one with the Les Paul problem on your credit cards, if I remember Hell correctly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Can you guys help him out a little bit? You know, make we, him a little we more. We try to. Physically. What do you think we're here for? <laughs> trying to help him out right now? Yeah, yeah, that's what we do this for. It wasn't like yeah, we he's just. Yeah, that big time with this dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or he's going to be in a wheelchair. You're <laughs> right. No, we just started a band because I was like, man, I got to use these Les Pauls for something eventually. Yeah. <laughs> make them worth their wear. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to hear you guys. I saw you guys play live here a couple months ago. You guys are a great man. Lots of energy. Very catchy songs. I dig that the, even the covers that you guys are playing. I brought some extra people here tonight to see you guys. So have a good show. Really appreciate you guys taking some time with me and with the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. And, and good, good luck, guys. Shout out yeah, to you, man. Thanks, Thanks for having us, buddy. Man. Thanks, guys. That mountain where the smoke hides all our sins Till the Holy Ghost comes rolling in All she knew was the good book Anointed till her body shook Naive and innocent Till the preacher reached into the serpent's pit We thought he was chosen, but he twisted all the truth.
Welcome to the guest segment of this week's episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. I always uh, throw this over to Jason to tell you guys, the listeners, who our guest is today. Thank you, Brian. It is our pleasure to have on, uh, you know, a guy from a band that does a really good job following us on Instagram. That's how we came across him. It's Theron from 77 Shakedown. How are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're glad to have you, and thanks for helping us pronounce your name. Because, like, I don't think I butchered it, but maybe I did. I'll listen to it on the <laughs> oh, playback. It's good. Darren, yeah, it's kind of like Darren, said, kind of a nice Darren like Darren. There you um, go. Yeah. Well, good. Thanks for thanks for being on this morning. I know you're on out on the West Coast, and it's an early start, but we appreciate. Yeah. It. No, no, it's cool. I appreciate it. Thanks for so having me. On. You're coming to us from uh, somewhere in California. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Santa. I believe in Santa Barbara. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a terrible area. I'm sure you hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I'm from San Francisco, from the Bay Area. So from the city. How long have you lived in Santa Barbara? Oh, man, I've been in Santa Barbara almost 20 years. I went okay. to school. I, went to I, have school. A, I have a really good friend. He doesn't live there now, but he lived there for about 15 years till about 2010. And he... Uh, bartended at the sportsman and the yucatan if you ever went there oh yeah no i know sportsman yeah, yeah. it's a great little dive bar i love that yeah place. yeah yeah that's cool so did Good you spot. say you were going with the school out santa barbara like uc santa barbara or somewhere else yeah i went to uc santa barbara and then just love just loved it and stayed yeah. yeah it's a beautiful area i mean like i said i'm i'm in ohio outside columbus and uh the esteemed mr brian jones here is in north dakota so you know Oh, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little I, more scenic than we do. Place, but I hear there's there's good music out there in Ohio. Yeah, there is. You know, I just had, uh, I saw a lot of good shows come through this weekend, uh, which was nice. Things started to be picking up a little bit. We're sort of the crossroads of, of two major highways. So we do get a lot of nice acts out here. But uh, yeah. anyways, enough about the other bands. Let's talk about your band. I'm going to throw it over to Brian with our, our always lead in question. So why don't you like just uh, tell us like how you got started in music and leading up to you know how you started seventy seven shakedown? Yeah, I, uh, man, I've I've always loved music. I've always dug it, and you know from when I was a kid, I my dad was big into trucker country and bluegrass and stuff like that, and I kind of got started listening to that kind of stuff, and then into CCR, and then in my That's a good uh, California band. Yeah, yeah, it's a great California band, man. I, I love that band. And as a teenager, I got into all that 80s hard rock. So, you know, like with Jeff Labar passing, man, that was it. That, that hit yeah. hard. That was brutal because that, yeah. that band was my band growing up. There's Guns N' Roses. Cinderella was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
them and Tesla, nice. all those kind of blues-based bands that were just, you know, powerhouses in the 80s. And it was just an extension of what was going on in the 70s with Aerosmith yeah. and Lizzie and all that. And they just, I mean, I hate the term hair band because it gives them a bad rap and people kind of like pass it off as like kind of jokey now. But I mean, if you listen to the music, you know, Dogs Demore, Sea Hags, Four Horsemen, yeah, all those bands were great. And Izzy Stradlin, man, I've heard that name in forever. That's like that's a freaking good deep cut, right? That's that's a great grab. Yeah, I love that band, man. They're, they're great. That guy's a great songwriter. So, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I just saw Kicks on Friday night. Dude, Kicks is great. Yeah. they're so they're still like I think they're one of the best. Them and Tom Kiefer are one of the best live bands I've seen in mm-hmm. a long time. Brian, he sounds like, he like us. Yep, exactly yeah. like us. You're speaking our language. We talk this crap all the time, like the exact same type of thing. Brian inspired me out before you got on. We were talking is I listened to Kicks Blow My Fuse while I was doing my yard work yesterday. And I'm like, man, that is yeah. a really freaking good album. It kicks ass, man. It really does. They weren't, to be honest, they weren't super on my radar uh, growing up for some reason. You know, like. Yeah, me either. Yeah, but I kind of got into them later on. Um, but I mean, they're just kidding. I mean, it was Don't Close Your Eyes, you know. Right. That was, that was the huge hit, but I never really dug deep with those guys. But that doesn't sound like really their other stuff, which really does have a little bit more of a traditional blues or like, you know, yeah. like rock to it. Exactly. Exactly. So I dug deep into, you know, Tesla and Junkyard and all those bands. Well, Tesla's from was- close to where you grew up. If you grew up in San Fran, Tesla's yeah. from Sacramento, you're not too far away. Sacramento band, yeah. And Frank Hannon's just, you know, he's a he's a good guy, man. He's just a down home good old boy. You know, he's got and he some- kills it on guitar too. He does not get enough credit, I don't think. When you always hear these people talk about the best guitar players and he doesn't get enough credit. He absolutely does not. I saw him do a Ronnie Montrose tribute uh at I think it was at Nam in LA couple years ago and he was just he just killed it up there he was up there with george lynch and all those guys and he was just he sounded so good man but yeah that was that was my influences growing up and that in outlaw country you know merle haggard david allen co and i just melded the two in my songwriting and that's kind of what what i come up with it's just me the band is basically just me and uh, whoever wants to play, and I have my songs. And a guy named Jeff Marshall, who I met actually in Bakersfield, um, playing guitar, and I just loved his tone. And I told him, "Hey, man, I got some songs." I met him, met him after the show. I was like, "I got some songs, uh, but I need some, you know, I need I need arrangements and stuff like that." And he goes, "You know what? I I I live in L.A. and um, I have a studio, and I play guitar." And he. he He's just been great. And so we did the album for about a year and a half, came in with my songs and we just, we just banged them out. He did all the instrumentation and I sang on them and yeah. So, you know, I, I wrote these, a lot of these songs years ago and I was just going to make an EP. Um, and then as we got into it, I started writing more songs and it, it turned into a full length album. So. So you use, you used, um, did you say Jeff? Yeah. Jeff Marshall, Jeff, yeah. and he played all the instruments other than every, some of the yeah, guitar every, that you did. Yeah, everything. Wow. I, I did a couple rhythm tracks because I'm just a rhythm player. I'm not, yeah. you know, I I'm self taught, so I have a lot of bad habits. Join the crowd. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a ton of bad habits, so he kind of reined me in, you know. And, yeah. 
Well, that's so, a really good album. And when I listen to it, thank you, man. Thank it, you. it's really clear the the Cinderella's, like you said, the outlaw countries, that blues, that southern rock influence is on what you're doing. And it, it's very clear. I told when I was talking to Brian, I'm like, man, it's a little bit of a Cinderella, a little junkyard. Like I'm, you know, that your vocals yeah. are are a little close to not similar to Dave Roach, not the same, but you know, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I like what I heard. And like I said, I caught into you because you're always engaged on our Instagram page, like always liking stuff, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I saw your picture. I'm like, shit, this guy looks like a, kind of like Brian does. He's like, if people look like a rocker, I'm going to engage and see what you know, so what they're all about. Listen to your music. I'm like, yeah, you know, this would be a good person to have on to kind of talk about what he's doing and, and what inspired yeah, him to do what he's doing. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I I appreciate those references because that's just I wear it on my sleeve, you know. I'm not reinventing the wheel, but I just love good rock and roll and with a little bit of southern rock and country twist, you know. So, being where you are in California, you know, mm -hmm. with a little bit of that outlaw country, you know, Santa Santa Barbara is not really known for country music, but right. kind of what you know, what kind of fans, what kind of scene are you seeing or hearing in California with what you're playing? Well, California is kind of, I mean, you know, Santa Barbara is kind of a wasteland for rock and roll, <laughs> I'll be <laughs> honest. So I've played, you know, I played acoustic sets in Ventura, um, San Francisco. Um, play, I played a couple of acoustic sets in Santa Barbara too, but it's just the rock scene's kind of, it's not great there. Um, LA, you know, you'll go to the Whiskey, the Viper Room. Junkyard just played the Viper Room. They did, that's right. Yeah. And my buddy, uh, my buddy, Tyler Heath, he's in a band called Leather Duchess and they're kind of like uh, Blackfoot meets the Dangerous Toys. And I love Dangerous Toys and he, that, that band kicks ass and they they're playing in L.A. Uh, this last weekend, too. So the music scene in L.A. is pretty good. Yeah, I go down there for shows and stuff. OK, like that. so predominantly you're heading down more south yeah, than where you're at south. or north. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to go like Ventura um LA stuff like that and basically my what I'm doing when I when I play is just strip down versions of the songs yeah. because I wrote all the songs on acoustic guitar and then just kind of hopped them up from there and uh Izzy used to do, Izzy did that with Guns N' Roses and that's kind of what gave me an inspiration when I was a kid writing songs I was like if Izzy can do this then you know <laughs> and then turn an acoustic song into like think about you which is a, a great rock. Right, right. Like, you know, all the songs he wrote on Acoustic Paradise City. So, and that's one thing actually Brian picked out too. And we were chatting. He's like, man, also he's got that Izzy Stratum in the. Yeah, I thought it sounded like Izzy. Thanks, man. That's a huge compliments to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I appreciate that. When I see like your videos online, it is really a lot of you just doing acoustic stuff right yeah. now. Do you have any plans on like putting a full band together and doing like oh, a yeah. full and rock show? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. Um, but right now, everybody's just kind of getting started and I need to go, you know, get a band together, basically, and, and do like a full, full set of just a full out rock and roll show. But nice. I love I love acoustic, too. You know, it's like Lies is one of my favorite albums where that that acoustic side, with, you know, you're crazy, one in a million, all those songs. I just love that vibe, too. And I've played you know, a couple of years ago, my buddy Julio, he plays electric guitar and he's a singer too. And I love harmonies. So it's like, I was on acoustic rhythm. He was playing electric leads and we were just doing harmonies for these nice. songs. So, yeah. Is that on, uh, can we find that anywhere online? 
No, unfortunately. <laughs> we just did like little one-off shows here and there. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I'm going to get back into that. I like that style. That lies, Guns N' Roses. Like when I tell people my music has a Guns N' Roses like flavor, it's more the lies stuff, you know, that kind well, of Well, again, it's going back to what Brian said and you said, it has that Izzy straddling sound to it. And we know once Izzy kind of left Guns N' Roses, their sound changed a little bit more to more of arena rock, a little bit more, you know, yeah. I think Axel started a little bit more taking a little bit more um, ownership of writing songs or more influence yeah. and, you know, good or bad, neither, you know, I'm not saying either way. It's just that kind of raw, that feel of the yeah. songs changed a little bit. I mean, Izzy was the soul of the band. That's in my opinion, absolute oh, heart. Sure. All that band, you know, it kind of got a little bloated after he left. But, yep. you know, have you played you know. in bands your whole life or is this the first time that you've gone about it? I mean, not, not really, man. I'm, I, I started late. OK, <laughs> my buddy Julio growing up, Julio Ferrari, he was a, he's a great musician and he's like my brother in music. And when we were kids, we both, you know, had our little acoustic guitars. And first song I ever learned was Patience. And then every rose has a thorn, that kind of thing. But I never took it really seriously. And I always thought it's just daunting. And he went on to, to be in bands and stuff like that. And I just figured, you know, that'll never happen for me. So I just kind of put it aside. But I always wrote. Like, at heart, I'm just a songwriter. Like, that's right. what I love to do. And then as years went by, I went back to Julio and, and I told him, hey, man, I got all these songs. Let's do something with it. And then we did. We, you know, we went out. We recorded a little couple demos of uh, Long Country Mile still miss you i had written back then we did little demos and we played around and you know it was cool and then i put it on the back burner again and then when i met jeff maybe two and a half years ago i was like i gotta do this i have to i have all these songs in me and i gotta get it out and so it's been a labor of love man i'll tell you that <laughs> was jeff there encouraging you or did you go to jeff and said hey i'm ready ready to kind of make these songs huh? yeah i just you know met him like I said, at that show up in Bakersfield and I was like, I like your tone, you know, I'd like to do something. He goes, you have a studio and you know, he's a producer and all that. And so it's like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, what's the name of the studio? Red Rover is Red Rover Productions. This See, is, we got to give people, we got to, you know, you got to promote them. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> Jeff sounds Marshall, good. And he's badass. His, the, the name of his band is a uh, bleeding harp and they're a good blues rock band. Bleeding like, harp. H-A-R-P. Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. Brian, yeah. we, we're going to have to check these guys out. Check those guys out for sure, man. They're great. We always yeah, get Jeff's guest recommendations. On, Jeff's actually on tour with Ario Speedwagon. Open, his band's opening for Ario Speedwagon right now. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. He plays with another guy. I uh, can't remember his name. <laughs> He's the lead guitarist. But they're opening for Ario, man. He's badass. Check him out. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Marshall. Wasn't Steep... Wait, Brian, wasn't Steepwater just playing with... Those guys, Aria, yeah, they opened a show with them. Yeah, they did. Yeah. As you can uh, see he, by Brian's Steepwater band shirt that he's wearing, we are uh -huh. fans of those guys. What are, who, who, who kind of They're from Chicago. Is? They've been around about 20 years. Yep. Blues Rock. Oh, cool. Their last similar. record's called oh, Turn of the Wheel. Listen to that. It's awesome. It's good, a little huh? Black Crows-ish, you know, if you're if you like yeah. Southern Rock like that, like a little, little bit of Black Crows, a little Blues Rock, Southern Rock. It's out of Chicago. Nice. I'll check that out. I love the crows, man. Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely crows. check them out. Um, 
Awesome. Speaking of the crows, so you know Chris Robinson lives out, lives out on the West Coast. He's done a lot of stuff. He and Rich did their little solo acoustic uh, "Brothers of a Feather." Um, yeah. Before you know, are you know? Do you check that stuff out when bands like that do the acoustic? Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. I do. I, I like their stuff. I wanted to go see him live, but I never got a chance to. Actually, I saw him maybe a year and a half ago uh, at a Marty Stewart show in Petaluma, California. Uh, uh, Chris. Oh, Petaluma, yeah, that's a cool area. Girlfriend, yeah, I was like, oh shit. Marty Stewart, speaking of country, he's one of the greatest live bands I've ever seen, man. I really like Stewart. He brings it, yeah. He was he was that he was in that time period of uh, Dwight Yoakam and Travis Tritt. So like real country. 80s yeah but yeah i like that really good 80s country there's some pretty rough stuff out there right now in the country world country's become the new pop music and there's some stuff that it's yeah only by name is country exactly exactly they i mean they should just be calling it pop music and not country music right right I, you know we just came back from vacation a couple weeks ago and we usually go um with my wife's uh brother and his he's got a bunch of kids and a lot of them are in the country music and they were playing some of the, the modern stuff and i'm like yeah it's tough man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's real rough. yeah if you like it that's that's your progress it's just funny like that's that's what they say that there's a there's a pop modern country music these days i'm like okay well it's a long way yeah, away from is, dwight yokelman they, they should they should just call it pop music man i, I can't reiterate that enough man but it's like I always hear the, you know, like we're talking about the eighties bands yeah, and they always mention, you know, Delta blues for their influences, but right. they rarely ever mentioned country. So like, it's just interesting. Cause I know, I mean, you listen to some of this, you know, like you listen to heartbreak station and he's got Tom Kiefer wrote that song, uh, one for rock and roll. And it's a country song. Oh, you sure. That pedal steel on that. I thought that was, you know, so when I was a kid, it's like, you know, because I loved country and I was like, I know these guys had country influence, but you never heard them mention it. I always mentioned blues, which is great, you know, and I got introduced to blues by Bad Seamstress Blues, that Cinderella song. You know, I popped that in when I was like 13. That's the first song off a long, cold winter, isn't it? Yeah, I was yeah. blown away. I was like, oh, this is great. This <laughs> is good, authentic. Like, this is gritty. I can I love this. What kind of blues do you like? Like any artists really influence you you know to be honest i you know like you know, you, you listen, i listen to money waters i'll listen to robert johnson it's just good good classics good, yeah just classic i like it's just like my country music i like that classic country even from even going down to like jimmy rogers you know like you know or woody guthrie folk country it's just that gritty and then uh, to me that's all just like blues you right know? Well, Southern um, rock is, you know, it's a mix of blues and country yeah. and rock and like, you know, bluegrass. It's all these things and kind of joins it together. Yep. Some yeah. may be more country than others or some may be more blues or bluegrass. But that's the kind of thing is like when Brian yeah. and I talk about Southern rock, it's sort of this really open genre of music because there's, yeah. you, know, you can really sort of, it's just rock music, essentially. Right, right. Totally, man. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I love Blackfoot, Marshall Tucker. I, you know, I love ZZ Top the um the Texas album you know the Texas album that's yeah. a great album you know Heartbreaker those songs are just the harmonies on that old bluesy oh man uh, you know and a lot of people know ZZ Top from like their 80s stuff but it's like you listen to that 70s they're real like 
rock blues yeah. whole another band beer drinkers and hellraisers man that's a great great uh, great track yeah Love that's it. a great track. so uh, you know you got this album out and when did your album come out uh it came out maybe six months ago okay and then in the yeah. title of it for everybody uh it's mojave dust mojave dust is what is what is the meaning of that album kind of harkens back to you know my, my dad took us on road trips a lot down to the desert death valley near bakersfield out there and i just have always loved the desert the mojave desert just has that childhood it just gives me that like nostalgia for that so and then all the truck stops along the way with the music sure. you know he he'd say okay go in and buy a tape you know <laughs> like a truck and the truck stop uh, Hank, Hank or Waylon or yeah, Dolly yeah. or <laughs> Merle Haggard, all yeah, that. Yeah, stuff, yeah. You know, like, it, and it really had a big impact on me. So I figured that's part of my influences and be a good, a good title, you know. So, so your album comes out six months ago, still in a pretty strong point in the pandemic. Things are starting yeah. to slowly open or open a little bit up now. Are you starting to book some more shows? Like, which what's your next plans now with, with your music? My next plan is to put a put a, a, a live show together, like a real one, and get a set, a, a good, consistent set down, some covers, and then you know, four or five of my songs, and then just uh, do 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 a little tour of California is what yeah. I want to do, and the Southwest well, maybe. You've got a pretty good following on Instagram, I've seen, even on Facebook page, but particularly on Instagram, you got a lot of people that are following you and interested in, in the music. Are you hearing are you hearing a lot of people reach out to you and say, Hey, we dig you your stuff? You know, when are you going to yeah, play? Absolutely. I mean, I have people want me to come back east and stuff like that, Texas, all over and Colorado. And I, you know, I'm dying to hit the road. I'm dying right. to hit the road and see that. And I I mean, I appreciate all that. Like I I was never on social media and I just got on about a year ago and it's so it's all new to me <laughs> you know but you and I, me I both I'm, I'm learning yeah. i'm learning because of this podcast <laughs> yeah 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 but everybody's been super supportive and 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 really cool and i can't thank everybody enough for supporting my music i just i'm blo- I'm, I'm actually pretty blown away by it it's pretty cool you know just- what i what i find really interesting about you is you're a guy that's always liked music and then decided to just just jump in a little bit later on and yeah. throw an album together and get going so you know you're a new musician and a new you know doing this yeah. but that's not something you know that but it's taken you a while to get at that point it has <laughs> it's, and like i said it's it's all pretty new to me and you know it's just it's been a passion and a something I've, I've needed to do for a while. So, and it's all DIY now. I mean, everything is, you know, and it's, it's good and bad. It's like in, you know, growing up, if I would have started a band when I was like 1920, you know, you'd have to be on a label and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't stand a chance unless you were. And now it's kind of cool that you can manifest anything you want with this and, and do it yourself and just get, get the word out and, you know, I'm making t-shirts. I'm, we're going to press vinyl on my buddy, Tyler. Nice. Tyler Heap. Yeah. He's, he's starting a label. Um, and, uh, he wants to release my album on it, uh, as one of the first albums, on it, like vinyl. So I'm really stoked about it cause I love vinyl. So I'm really, it stoked has, about it. it really does. Like you can absolutely tell the sound, sound difference. Like we'll, we'll go back to a black crow thing, like, um, three snakes and one charm. While yeah. I've always liked that album, it's not been in my my top pantheon 
of probably their four or five records, but I just got it last year on vinyl listen to it and I could hear all these little pieces and parts and things I didn't hear before. And I like that album a lot more now than I did because just because you could hear, hear it differently yeah. coming out of the vinyl. Yeah. All the nuances and stuff. And I just feel like music was meant to be, that's the best medium for music. So I'm a huge vinyl collector. Love it. Is there a story behind your, your name? 77 shakedown? No, I just, uh, I just, I was just, it's so hard to come up with a band name, man. <laughs> you know, like I had a lot of ideas and I just thought that that sounded, I, I always loved the, the the term shakedown. I just always thought that was cool. And then I figured, hey, I'll put a couple cool, cool looking numbers in front of it. And it just flowed, you know. But yeah, it is a I cool had name. A bunch, thank you, man. I had a bunch of names and it's just, and it was just me. It's not like I had somebody else to bounce ideas off of. And I just figured, yeah. You know, well, I'm like 77. Are we talking like, you know, were you born in 1977? Is it a highway? Is it like, you no, know, I, what, you what's know, the I wanted, I wanted a 70s, uh, a 70s number because, you know, I, my, I well, love it pays 70s. homage to that type of music yeah. with rock and country for sure. So I wanted that vibe. And, you know, my, my birthday is 73. Didn't, didn't quite have the same ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Brian and I are also children of the 70s. So, you know, we, we yeah. dig that. We dig that for sure. Uh, really like her album, like Mojave Dust, you know, came out six months ago. Um, people who, who do like traditional kind of country, 70s rock, blues rock, yeah. should absolutely check it out. If you like Heartbreak Station era Cinderella, Junkyard, well, I even say Long Cold Winter era Cinderella. Um, yeah, thanks, man. You know, GNR Lies, like you said, I can clearly hear all those influences. It is very catchy. It has that, that you use, I think you use the term little grit to it you know it, it's it's yeah. uh you know i i dig it i dig it and i hope to sit thanks, here and see more from you thanks man i really appreciate that a lot thank you jason is at that time of the show all right it's time for the lightning round are you ready yeah let's do it <laughs> all right who is your favorite rock artist oh man uh I'd have to say Guns N' Roses if I had to boil it down. Appetite for Destruction was... Well, you had to have it with Izzy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Appetite's the greatest album of all time. That's it. <laughs> it is absolutely top top of particularly the debut albums, if not top top 10 rocket record. What is the first record you remember buying? The first album, no. tape, whatever. Probably Long Cold Winter is the one that sticks out. No, I no, I take that back. Uh, CCR's greatest hits. Okay, there you go. Again, yeah. got to pay. You know, got that Northern CCR Kentucky connection hit. or Northern Kentucky, Northern California connection. <laughs> yeah, I it used to think the song album. "Lodi" was from Lodi, Ohio, which is up towards Cleveland, and I found out years later it was actually talking about California. So yeah, it's a bit California. Like, Damn yeah. it! I thought that was about Ohio. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Um, what's the first concert you ever saw? Uh, first concert was Aeros Skid Row Aerosmith. Wow. Yeah. My first concert was Guns N' Roses Aerosmith. Oh man, I missed 88. that tour. I missed that tour. That would have been killer. It was yeah. awesome. But Skid Row is pretty badass too, though. Yeah, it was like a couple years after. Yeah, but man, I would have loved to have seen that Aerosmith GNR show. Uh, what is your first show that you've ever played? Um, I did an acoustic set opening up for a punk rock band. <laughs> <laughs> that was gnarly in Ventura. 
How, yeah. how did that go over? It went over well, man. Yeah, it went over well. I, uh, yeah, I played some covers and a couple of mine. It was it was daunting, but it was cool. The, the punk crowd didn't get after you? No, because, uh, you know, like a lot of those old punk guys like country. You know, so it, it worked out well. <laughs> you know, and some of that outlaw country absolutely has a little bit of a punk punk edge to it. For sure. David Allen Coe is my favorite, one of my favorite country oh. artists. There, there are there are plenty. There are plenty that you could choose from that, um, uh, you know, um, Wiley Hubbard is, oh, yeah. has a little bit of it too. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. He's got a little bit of a that edge. Um, yeah. What is your favorite guitar? Ooh, if I could have any guitar, it'd be a Martin acoustic. I, I there, would love to have. A, I'd love to have a Martin. Nice. What are you playing with right now? Um, I have a Gibson Epiphone acoustic guitar. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought I could put some of the pictures and stuff. I'm a yeah. big, big Gibson and Epiphone guy, even though I have a couple fenders on my back wall, but I'm a, predominantly in that area. Good sound, but Martin yeah. acoustics are, you know, amazing. I'd love that. Uh, they're amazing. And I, I have a Gresh too that I love. Oh, uh, Gresh yeah. acoustic or electric? Ho hollow body. Gresh. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Is it yeah. one of those sparkly ones, like a silvery sparkle or anything like that? Uh, oh, it's it's like a tobacco burst. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I see you got some cool guitars back there, man. I got a couple back on my wall. You know, they, they look better than when I can play them, but yeah, I got a few. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm just a strummer, man. I, I'm not. I'm just self-taught raggedy as hell. You know? So my, I. I play um, Alvarez acoustic guitars. So I like those. They're a good deal. I got an electric acoustic and just a regular acoustic. And uh, you know, nice. one day if I, I usually spend my money on the electrics and not the acoustics. But I would like to have a really nice acoustic. I think one day. What kind of music do you play? Or what uh, we have um we started out as a rockabilly band and turned into more of an americana slash tom petty style band we're called ghost town silence used to be called the rebel set but had to change our name to another band out of arizona um okay. but yeah we, we play a lot around the uh, southwestern ohio i'll check you guys out man yeah check yeah. us out on facebook ghost town silence we're also on Bandcamp and reverb oh nice cool if you could play with one band for one night any band in history who would it be any band in history, who would it be? Um, Izzy Stradlin and the Juju Hounds. Nice. Now, would you want to play rhythm guitar? Would you sing? Would you do both? I would just want to play rhythm. All right. <laughs> you know, sit back and watch double everybody up else Izzy's go. rhythm, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I'd like to sing and, you know, play, sing back up and just jam with them. That would be so fun, man. The old For Juju sure. Hounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, I'd be, I would be into that. That would be pretty cool. Rick Richards is the, a badass. But anyway. Oh, for sure, man. What's yeah. the best live band that you've ever seen? Um, I got to go Cinderella, man. Yeah. How many times did you see him? I've only seen him once. I've seen okay. Tom, Tom Kiefer plenty of times, but I saw him on some package show with Rat like maybe 10 years ago. Oh, were, you said rat. You're going to make Brian sad. <laughs> uh, you don't like rat or you do? like uh, rat? Well, that was actually the first concert I ever went to in 1985. You oh, know, no way. When yeah. Stephen Piercy actually like cared about his performance. <laughs> he saw them Friday night. Rat, yeah, Kicks, yeah. Kicks should have headlined that show, not rat. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cinderella should have headlined the show, but Rat headlined the show I saw, too. Yeah, I never got to see Cinderella or Tom Kiefer live, and it's been one. I love those guys. I'm hoping Kiefer gets back out on the road and I can see him. Oh, man, yeah, you got to see him. He's just great. He's still great. I wish I, I saw Great been... White and Tesla, and Great White was really good live. They're very bluesy, and, of course, I love Tesla, but I never yeah. got to see Cinderella. Yeah, Great White's great, man. I like them. Yeah, real good blues rock. Who is the coolest musician you've ever met? Uh, Jimmy Ashurst from uh, uh, the Juju Hounds. Yeah. The bass Jimmy. player. Cool yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. We talked and he uh, he was actually said he, he checked out my album. He loved it. And when I was recording it, I met him at the Viper Room. And uh, I go, man, I'd love to have you because I have a song called Shelter Me. And, I look, and I'd love to have you play bass on it. And he goes, yeah, man, I'll, you know, like that kind of thing. And he ended up moving, going to Italy. And so it just didn't work out. But man, that would have been the coolest feather in my cap. <laughs> He's got a long history, man, that dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's seen a lot. Yeah. If we go, if we go to Santa Barbara, what is a place you'd recommend to eat? Oh, wow. Uh, good question, man. Uh, if you like Mexican food, there's a place called Carlitos. But just overall, good spot, Brophy Brothers. It's right on the harbor. Beautiful views. And uh, what do they do? Seafood, whatever. Yeah, they, I don't really eat seafood, but they have a damn good cheese, bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> All right, right yeah. on. It's, I mean, it's just a good spot. It's yeah, good vibe. What's your favorite venue to go see a show? Favorite venue? Um, I mean, I always like going to the whiskey. Yeah, it's always fun. You get the rainbow up the street. Um. Yeah, probably I'd say the whiskey. If I was going to see any band, it'd probably be the whiskey. Yeah, okay. that's a great spot. What is your favorite place to perform in that you've performed? Um, good question. Uh, place called the Voodoo Lounge in San Francisco. That was a good spot. Years Voodoo ago. Lounge. Okay, I'm marking that one down. Voodoo. I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs> I think it's oh, gone. No. Yeah, but look it up. It might be. Okay, we'll do. All right, two two questions left to go. Um, give us a guilty pleasure artist or song that we'd be surprised to know that you liked. Ooh, uh, guilty pleasure artist or song. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, um, Looking for love in all the wrong places, Johnny Lee. Love that song, man. <laughs> I love that movie. That that's a good song. I don't, you know, that's yeah. a good song. I wouldn't be ashamed of that by any means. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not ashamed of it. I just can't think of. Oh man, what's the uh, what's the Billy Ray Cyrus song? Oh, you break no. your heart. <laughs> <Achy> breaky. <laughs> no. You could choose his daughter, who's had a couple good songs, uh, especially early in her career, not the pop stuff. Miley, oh man, I haven't heard any of that. But I like the climb. My daughter was a big Hannah Montana fan um, when she was oh, little, okay. and uh, yeah. the climb, the climbs, uh, the I would choose the climb. Check the it climb? out if you haven't heard it. The climb. I, have, mm -hmm. I haven't heard it. Yeah. All right, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. 
All right. Your last question before I throw it over to Brian to close out um, is give us a good story, a show story, a tour story of something that happened to you that just kind of sticks out in your mind. Oh, man. Uh, good show story. Um, I don't know. I guess my favorite thing was just we're playing a venue and I had just written um, uh, Long Country Mile and I'm just playing it there and I see this dude in the front row and he'd never heard the song before and he's just singing it back to me. It was the first time I'd seen somebody sing back something that I'd written and it just like it was it was just really cool. Really so he cool. got in really into the song, was picking up like the chorus and stuff and just started yeah, going along with it. And he just was like, he's like belting it out. I'm like, this dude's never heard the song before, but he's just singing words back to me. And I'd always heard, you know, like, you know, artists say that when they have the whole stadium singing back to you, it's just like the greatest feeling in the world. And I mean, it was one dude, but it's still, it was like, I just written the song. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is, you know, from being in a band myself, we have a couple of songs that you know, our local fan base really likes them. When you play them, when you see them dance or sing, it is yeah. a really, really good feeling. Man, there's nothing better than that, man. There really no. is. I mean, like I can't done imagine. Something. Yeah, I can't imagine an entire stadium singing back to you, but, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I've got a friend of mine, uh, was in a band called Hawthorne Heights in like the late 90s, early 2000s. It was like a screamo band, but long story short, we got to go hang, hang and see those guys play at uh, Warp Tour in Indianapolis and, we got to go stand on stage behind them while they're playing and see like 10,000 people singing along to their big hit song, like Ohio is for lovers. It gave me goosebumps. Like just to yeah. look out the sea of people and they're singing along like, Holy crap. Yeah. It's better than any drug or drink. man. That's for sure. It is. It is. You know, and that's, I think that's where people also get themselves into trouble because they've got such a big high from performing. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to figure out how to keep that, that going on. You know, you get that natural performance high and like, how do you, how do you keep it going? Yeah, it's chasing that. It's chasing that. And then when it's, it goes away, it's gnarly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, man, like, listen, I dig what you're doing. Uh, the band is 77 Shakedown. Uh, the album is Mojave Dust. Go check it out. Where's our best place to find your music, to find out where you're going to get tour dates? Um, you know, Instagram's my only. I don't have a, I have a Facebook, but I don't use it. So Instagram, 77 Shakedown, um, on Spotify, iTunes, and all the platforms. Amazon. I found some of your stuff on Amazon as well, all the yeah. major streaming platforms. Yeah, it's all on there, man. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for and joining then, us this morning and getting up early out on the West Coast. We very much appreciate it. Again, the, the band is 77 Shakedown. The album is Mojave Dust. Brian? Well, Saren, thanks for joining us. For the listeners, that's Saren Contos. Am I pronouncing your last name right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saren Contos from 77 Shakedown. The record is Mojave Dust, and uh, we're looking forward to everything that you have to offer us musically, and we'd love to have you get on sometime. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks to Saren from 77 Shakedown for joining us this week as our guest on the podcast. Uh, um, you know, I'm always just grateful. I, you know, it, it's like I, I end up speechless sometimes after after our chats, just being just so grateful to talk to these musicians. It's medicine, it's therapy. Uh, just hearing his, you know, story being out there, in Southern California and Santa Barbara. You know, I've, I've vacationed there once, and you know, I can just see it in my mind. And uh, he's just got a 
great attitude and good things going on talking about the studio he worked in uh, what else did you take out of this i thought i mean i kind of alluded to it in the intro a little bit but to find out that he's always loved music always wanted to perform and it took a little bit of time for him to finally decide to do it and when he did it he found a dude that can produce for him and play the instruments and like his stuff sounds good it doesn't sound like a beginner has that southern rock that cinderella tesla it's got you know it's got all those elements and i you know i was just kind of knocked me back a little bit to find out that he started learning to play guitar and do all this stuff a little bit later in life than than most people right do. and he's, he's pretty right. good at yeah it. very impressive you know he's got some rock stuff he's got some acoustic stuff uh just very well-versed artist uh in this this uh this uh yeah. genre of music and i'm glad we got to talk to him He's got a good bit of following build up. You know, he's going to try and get a, a band together to play out a little bit more extensively. And, the, you know, he's just playing in California right now, but hopes to catch on more. And I hope he does, because, I, I mean, his stuff's good. I, I really enjoy it. And like you said, just a great guy to talk to. Just a, just a cool dude. I could sit and probably, you know, have a nice conversation with that guy about music for a long time. Yeah. And the record is called Mojave Dust. You guys got to check it out. Um, you'll enjoy it as we do. So. Until we meet again, Southern Rock is reverent and blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 